cause disastrous effects. But I want to deal with Lot's wife. Because Lot's wife had a problem. Like all of us, we like to look back. There are some things in our life that we don't want to turn loose. We might as well be honest about it. So God said, go to the mountain. Lot said, let us go to the small place called Zor. God allows that to happen. Lot's wife gets about halfway, and then she looks back. Because he told them, don't look back. She looks back. <laughs> and when she looks back, she's turned into a pillar of salt. Now, Jesus said that we're the salt of the earth. And once we lose our sever, it says that we're no more good except men trample us under their feet. And that's what's happening to, of us, to us. Life and people are trampling us under their feet. The word Lot's wife, Lot was a half-breed. In other words, it's a cross between the spirit and the flesh. Call Christian. Y'all know about them? Y'all know about us? Call Christians, we, we halfway in, but Amen. we halfway out. Come on, let's just be real about it. <laughs> And see, when we're called Christians, Paul talks about us being called Christians. When we're called Christians, every once in a while we look back when we ought to be looking forward. Am I right about it? Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody wanting to help me this morning, but see, I'm going to help myself in the Holy Ghost. See, because, you see, the truth is continuously coming forth from this pulpit, and I'm still getting calls every day of folk falling. Not listening. Not listening. Not hearing. So here's Lot and his wife. They're going to the place called Small. And the word wife there means something that's preferred inside of you. You see, instead of Lot's wife wanting to go forward, she preferred where she just left from. There was something about Sodom and Gomorrah that we like. Tell the truth. Can't get no help, see? See, I can't get no truth. I wish I had a church that was truthful. And, and I, I don't like a sanitized church because, see, a sanitized church means that everybody's clean. If everybody's clean, then, then why do we need Jesus? Huh? So, 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 so... You know, that, that, that just ain't going to work, you know. That ain't going to work. So here we are, and here's Lot's wife. And let's just look at Lot's wife as being something that we prefer within ourselves. Can we do that? I still can't get no amen. <laughs> but I'm going to preach this word anyway because, see, it's still going to tap that head. It don't make no different way you say amen or not. This word still going to tap your head this morning. You know why? Because your lives are important. Your lives are important. See, sometimes God wants better for us than we want for ourselves. Matter of fact, that's all the time. 
But see, in just a little while, see, ain't going to be no more running to the hills. Ain't going to be no more running to Zoe. Ain't going to be no more running out of Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah ain't going to be there no more. In you and in me. Amen? All right. So here's God, and here they are. They're running. How many times have we ran toward God? God say, I got something great for you. But you say, God, no, I don't think that I'm ready for that. Just give me that little bit, just that small thing. Well, a small thing is better than nothing. But how many times do we start even going at the small thing and then that preferred thing in us, that, 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 that lots wife in us, that thing that we prefer, we start looking backwards at it. And see, when we start looking backwards at it, then guess what happens? We become immobilized. In other words, we can't move no more. See, we were going forward, but all of a sudden, don't see you no more. You don't care whether you come or not no more. Let's get real about it. Let's hit this thing where it belongs. You see, see, all of this is the ploy of the devil. See, nobody knows what leadership go through just to bring this word, not only to y'all, but the word. Do they? Do they, chat? Nobody knows the pressure, what we have to do to fix a meal that you don't have to cook, and they don't have to cook, and all you got to do and all they got to do is watch it and sit down and eat it and get full on it and, do it and let, it, let it nurture them, and they won't even do that. Well, man. But suppose leadership had that. Attitude. We'd have just said the devil with it, wouldn't we? Amen. Let's just go home, Captain. Let's just go home. Forget about it today. <laughs> but that ain't what God say. God say now is the day. Now is the time. Whatever we're going to do, we need to do it now. Amen? amen. Huh? Amen. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you better than you saying amen, but I'm going to preach on anyway. So, so here's Lot. Lot, Lot's wife, she's going. We're going forward, and then all of a sudden we look back. Now we immobilize. We stuck like Chuck. Well. In the desert, in a barren place. Why? Because we stopped moving forward and we started looking backwards. Mm. Remember Lot's wife. Remember that thing inside of us that we prefer, that's the thing that's trying to immobilize us and keep us from going and gaining our destiny. Can I, am I right about it? Amen. That's the thing that's trying to kill us. But here's God, and he says, now, Jesus, he said, now, I want you to remember Lot's wife. Well, let's go over here to Luke 17, verse 20. And let's just do some breaking down of this anatomy, okay? Can we just do that? Hear the word of the Lord, verse 20, Luke 17. It says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, see, the word Pharisee means those that like to wound and scatter. You always got somebody who don't have your best of interest always trying to demand something from you. Oh, now I'm getting amen, now, see. See, I done hit something, see. 
See, when I, when, when I start, but I'm going to tell y'all about y'all. I'm, I'm feeling chastised. I want you to keep, keep saying amen, but I'm going to chastise us. You see, well, when I'm talking directly to us and we guilty, we, I can't get no amen. amen. But when I put it on somebody else in the whole house, well, amen, that's true. Come on, come on. I'm, just, I'm just telling the truth. Well, can, I, can I just speak the truth without hurting anybody's feelings? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so here they are you know we always got people demanding something from us like we owe them something well, you know why you doing this why you going to that church why you keep messing with that old Dr. Manley why you there why you that why you this why you that but Jesus said this he said and when he was demanded of the Pharisees the ones that like to wound and scatter they like to hurt you when the, they, they, they want to know when the kingdom of God was coming well, see they didn't have no knowledge watch what Jesus said he answered them and said verse 20 the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, you can't see the kingdom of God <laughs> you, you, like, like we see the sun shining out there. That's what he's telling them. See, see, they were looking for a physical kingdom. But God got a spiritual kingdom because God is all about the spirit. And church don't realize the difference between spirit and physicals. So they say they do, but they really don't. So he said, the kingdom of God cometh. It doesn't come with observation. Well. Can't see it with your naked eye. You can't see it with your carnal eye. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. In order to observe the kingdom of God, we've got to walk by faith. And not by sight. Amen. But here's the danger. The Bible says that on the day of adversity, if you faint, then your strength is small. In other words, you got little faith. Amen. And if you got little faith, you'll never be able to see the kingdom of God. Because in order to see the kingdom of God, you've got to suffer your way into the kingdom, Acts 14, 22 says. In order to see the kingdom of God, you've got to press your way into the kingdom of God. In order to know what the kingdom of God is, you've got to be able to have the spirit of the hearing and the ability to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. In order to hear and understand what the kingdom of God is. He said, now we walk by faith and not by sight. You want to demand of me when the kingdom of God shall appear? Don't come by observation, Jesus said. And I'm sure he didn't say it mealy-mouthing. I'm sure he stood flat-footed and told them. But he went on in verse 21 and said, Neither shall they say, Lo, is here, or lo, is there, for the kingdom, or for behold, the kingdom of God is inside of you. Yes. Within. That's where it's at. So while we constantly looking out through yonder for God to do something for us, we need to spend more time looking within. We can't see what's inside of us as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, as long as Lot's wife is in the way. Because she got that preferred thing in her. She wants to look back. 
Paul say, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press on toward those things that are before me to win the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's in the book of Philippians. You see, see we got to press. Otherwise, we too will be turned into a pillow of salt. Because as long as we are the walking salt of the earth, we can put flavor on other people's lives. Amen? Amen. But when we become immobilized ourselves, who can we help? When we stuck like Chuck, when we broke, busted, and disgusted because of what's preferred in us over what God would have in us, how can we help anybody? How? How can Lot's wife help anybody being stuck, immobilized, hmm? caught up in her own desires? Huh? How you gonna help somebody else? Huh? How? On my way to church this morning, I see a woman at the thing trying to, black lady down on her knees with a dress on, trying to put air in the tie. I'm hollering out the window at the red light. Are you all right? Are you all right? Even though I'm coming to pick up Sandra and some more folks, but me and my wife, but always take time out of your busy schedule to help somebody else. Amen? Amen. 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 Always do that. See, see, we're too busy. We're too busy. We're running around and getting nowhere. I'd say if you just seek me first in my righteousness, seek me, and I'll give you the rest of the stuff that you're looking for. I'll do that for you. I'll give you the rest. You say, now the kingdom of God is inside of you. Now, now you don't need to be low here listening to those saying, low, it's over here, and oh, low, we got the Holy Ghost over here, and we got the monopoly. No, God got it. And if you just get connected with God, then God will give it to you. Because the Bible said when the spirit of truth comes in you, you will need no man to guide you or tell you anything because, or teach you anything because the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. In other words, you'll know when you're hearing the truth and when you're hearing a lie. Even when you're lying to yourself. That's our worst is the enemy. That voice within, that's the one that kills us. That's the one to get me. That's the one to get every one of us in here. Amen. Including little shawty there. It'll get him too. Amen. He ain't no different. It'll get us all. And that's why the Bible says if you train him up right like y'all doing. Praise God for y'all. He'll remember. See that seed. Because by the time that child get up. Do you understand what he's going to be facing? It's almost a shame nowadays to birth children after what they got to go through. But we got to do it anyway because it continues to propagate and procreate the people on earth. So the Bible says in verse 20, 22 here, Luke 17, 22, he said, and he said, first of all, after he told them that the kingdom of God is within you, he kept on talking to them. Mm-hmm. Just keep talking. Keep on talking to him, Lord. 
He says that the days will come. That word days means it's going to be something required. The days will come when you shall desire. You shall desire to see one of the days, just one of them, of the days of the Son of Man, and sh ye shall not see it. See, I, w I wish I was the kind of preacher, or oh, I'm glad I'm not the kind of preacher, that just read this word and start running off at the mouth. Because that don't do y'all justice. See, this word need to give you understanding. It need to be explained to you where you can understand that God is saying here that there's going to be something that's required of you. He said, now, when ye shall desire, there's going to come a time when you're going to desire to see one of the days, just one of the requirements. Do you not notice some things are going to hit us? within our life, and sometimes already have hit us in our life, that we've desired to see Jesus and hear a word from the Lord, and we won't be able to even hear it. Amen. We're going to be so frustrated with our life. We're going to be so downtrodden. Life is going to hurt us and hit us so hard and so quick, and it already have at various times in our life, have it not? Amen. When we long to hear just one thing from the Lord, and we were so messed up until we couldn't even hear it. Jesus is saying it right here. Let's just bring it real and bring it home. He's saying, now there's going to come a time when you're going to wish to see or desire to see just one of the days of the Son of Man. Son of Man means the builder of God in you. He's saying, now it's going to come a time, but you won't be able to see it. See, some things can happen within you. That's why. Remember Lot's wife? She was turned into a pillar. She became immobilized. And now, because she was longing to see and be a part of that which was back there, that she couldn't hear nothing from God. She couldn't see good coming. God just had spoke to him. She forgot just that quick. We do it too. We do the same thing. We, are, we, we would rather hear the things that we prefer Amen. Amen. than the things that we don't, right? Amen. I don't want to eat my greens, but that's good for you. Amen. But I want to eat this cake over here and get diabetes and let it kill me, right? Come on now. Come on. That's us. That's how we think. That's exactly how we think, right? Amen. The thing that's preferred is what we do over that which God wants us to do. And what happens? We become stuck again. How did I get here again? The bridge is out. It's going to always be out. It ain't going to never be fixed because it's not designed to be fixed when you go down that particular road. It's, it will never be fixed. So we continue to destroy ourselves. We continue to harm ourselves. We continue to hurt ourselves all because of that preferred thing in our life. I prefer a woman over God. I prefer a man over God. I prefer money over God. I prefer riches over God. I prefer every I prefer myself over God. That's our attitude. That's our attitude. That's what we do. That's what we do. He said down in verse 23, and they shall say to you, see here mm -hmm, or see there. 
Watch this. He said, don't go after them and don't follow them. In this world today, in this world today, listen to me now. In this world today, what we have is people like Amos 8 verses 12 tells us that they're going to wander from sea to sea. From the north to the east, check him, check him. From the north to the east, and guess what's going to happen? They're going to be seeking a word, but they're not going to be able to find it, church. They're not going to be able to find it. This is what's going on in the church today. They're running here. They're running there. He said, now, when they tell you to see here or see there, he said, don't follow them. Did he not? But what are we doing? What we do is we take and we go here, we go there, we go there, we go there, we go all over the place seeking for a word from the Lord, being guided by all these false prophets and false apostles, and they got our heads twisted. And Jesus told us in the word, don't go there. He said, when they say, see here or see there, he said, don't follow them. That's God's word. Read it for yourself. You read it. It's in red letters. It's not in black letters. It's Luke 17, 23. Amen? Amen. It says now, for as lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven, shineth unto the part, other part under heaven, so shall it be also the sun of man be in his day. What he's saying here is that when God brings forth a word that touches your soul, when God brings forth a word that takes and does what it's supposed to do in your soul, he says it's going to be like lightning that hits you from one end to the other of the spirit that's inside of you. You're going to have a revelation that you never had before. And it's going to touch you. And it's going to touch you like you've never been touched before. And then you're going to truly be saved. You won't have to worry about it no more. You won't have to worry about it no more. You won't have to worry about it no more. And we're all waiting on that day. That the word hit us so deep. That it gives us such an enlightenment. That it blows us totally away. And we become euphoric. And we don't want nothing else but God. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Amen? That's the only strength we got. Our strength ain't our money. Our strength ain't our cause. Our strength ain't our houses. Our strength ain't having tens of thousands of so-called Christians in your church. No, that's not your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's my strength. And where there is no joy, there is no strength. It's impossible. To have strength without the joy in the Lord. And that's why so many people are defeated and call themselves Christian. That's why so many people are defeated this morning. And they should be here in church. But where are they? They are defeated Christians. And they're lying in the bed suffering. From frustration and having suicidal thoughts. Why? Because of that 
preferred thing, you know, that caused them to look back and become immobilized. So all this stuff got to happen, right? But before any of this stuff can happen, look what Jesus says in verse 25. Y'all need to really look at this. It says, but what? First. That just canceled out everything else that's going to happen because ain't none of this other stuff that I just talked about is going to happen about you being enlightened until some suffering take place of the spirit that's inside you. Watch, the, watch verse 25. It says, but first must he, Jesus, suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Oh, boy. Here we go. See, how many times have you personally rejected Jesus throughout your life? How many times have we called Jesus to suffer because of our lifestyle? How many times, y'all? You know, see, see, we keep looking for Jesus to do this great thing in our life, but the Bible said that it can't happen until a certain amount of suffering takes place with him, right? That's what the word said, eh? But first it said, that just canceled out everything that was up above that. In other words, you can't see the kingdom of God until Jesus Christ, the spirit of God in you, suffers. From what? That preferred thing that we keep going back to. <laughs> see? See, that's why, that's why Jesus said that. You want to see the kingdom of God is inside of you. But before you be able to see it, see, some things got to happen. See, I got to suffer inside of you. See, the Bible says in Acts 14, 22, that we got to confirm the faith of the saints, confirming the souls of the saints, and exhorting them in the faith. Why? Because through much tribulation, do we enter into the kingdom of God? We just don't waltz up in there. Say, we suffer our way. Amen. According to the Bible. Well. I'm just, I, I, I'm, that's not a goody-two-shoe goody preacher. I just got to tell you the truth. If we're going to get this thing, it's going to be some suffering involved, children. And that's just all there is to it. Amen. I wish that it wasn't like that. I wish it was something that my wife get hurt in life. I wish it was something I could protect her from, but I can't. I can't. She got to go through what she got to go through in order to get to where God would have her to go, just like I got to do it too. But we can stick together and be there for one another and comfort one another. We can do that. But there are some, not God. There are some things that, 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 that I just can't alleviate out of her life. Some things she's just going to have to go through, just like some things I'm going to have, and some things you're going to have to go through, right? Amen. We just have to suffer our way through. So Jesus, he goes on here now, and he's talking to these Pharisees, and he says that in verse 26, and I'm almost done, y'all. He says now in verse 26, and as it was in the days of Noah, uh huh, 
in the know, is in uh, Sukhshel. It also be in the days of the Son of Man. Noah means rest. First Thessalonians 5, 3, it tells us that when they should be saying peace and safety, sudden destruction are going to come upon them. And like a woman in travail, they ain't going to be able to escape it. Amen? So while we run around here like in the days of Noah, we eating, we drinking, we marrying, we having fun, we're doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, disaster came. Wow. And the thing about disaster is this. See, those who God is going to save from the disaster, he puts in the ark. That's salvation. And God doesn't allow us to close the door. He closes the door. Because he knows that we might open the door because we might hear the cries of the others. So God closes the door. Did y'all know that there's going to come a time, according to God's word, that he ain't going to go in his temple and he ain't going to hear man's prayers no more? He ain't going to hear him no more. That's written. We don't know when that's going to be. So I don't want to take no chances. I don't. Because that's like the ark. God closed that door. It's done. It's done deal. It don't make no difference but begging the God. No. It's a done deal. Like my man say, uh-oh, it's too late. It's too late. It's a done deal. So, verse 31 says, uh, in that same chapter of Luke 17, 31, it says, Now, in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Don't be like Lot's wife looking back. See, when this thing, you know, what, what, what he's trying to tell us, listen. When God reveals himself in us, that's a powerful thing, Deacon. When God reveals himself in us, that means that we're on a high top, a house top. That means that we're on a place where we can hear God, right? God says, when I reveal myself in you, don't you go down back down in there where that preferred thing is. And try to take it. No, don't you do that. He said, now, if you out in the field and you working out there in the field of life for God, he said, now, don't you go back. Remember Lot's wife. She looked back and it destroyed her. Once you leave a thing, you leave it. You don't go backwards. You go forward. Onward, soldier. Don't nothing but a coward go backwards. Because a coward won't go to the mountain. A coward will go to Zor. I'm going to go back to that little spot because that's what I'm familiar with. Because things get a little tough. And we want to run back to 
comfort zone. Still sticking it out. And the book done told you it's going to be some suffering involved, didn't it? Amen. It's going to be some sacrifices. Well, what do you think this is? This is not a joke. Not a joke. Saying here, huh, don't you come down and try to get your stuff out the house once I reveal myself to you up on that housetop. Or if you're in the field working for me and you're on the right road to God, don't you mess with that and turn back. Listening to the wrong people. Had a person this morning talking about he was supposed to be in church this morning talking about his wife won't let him come to church. You know what I told him? I texted him. I said, you tell your wife to go to hell and you need to come on to church. That's what I told him. I don't care if he ever come back. I told him the truth. To hell with your wife and your husband. You better get your butt in church and hear the word of the Lord. For you be in hell. I'm talking about your wife won't let you come. To, is you crazy? What kind of man are you? Amen. Or are you a man? Amen. My God. Put that dress on. Put it on. I said it. Put it on. And dance for me. You might as well. She's telling you what to do. Amen. She done told you. <laughs> she done told what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Try this one. Try a real man. Try a real one. You ain't had a real one yet. Try one of them. You see the difference. Now. Verse 33 says, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night, watch this real good. This is Jesus Christ speaking. He said, in that night, that, that night is a nighttime in your life, a time of adversity. We all know what that is, right? When adversity is in your life. It say, now, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I tell you, in that night there shall be Two men in one bed. In other words, what they mean is there are going to be two people. And they're going to be working in the same vineyard. They're going to be rolling the same way. They're going to be joined together and they're going to be doing what they're supposed to do. Okay? That's what that means. They're in bed together. In other words, they're in covenant together like we are. Okay? All right. I know some of y'all got dirty minds. It ain't like that. Hey, now, we can have some fun. Come on, y'all. We're not no tight, we ain't no religious church, man. We have fun up in there, but we get word. We get word, but we have fun. You know, we have fun, man. You know, we're all old tight. You know God, you know. I don't like them sanitized churches. There ain't no such thing. See, they lie. Them sanitized Christians, ain't no sanitized Christians. We all filthy. It was a filthy rags. Your righteousness ain't nothing but filthy rags. Let's be real about it. And let's just enjoy that we got Jesus Christ to save our soul. Amen. Amen. So now he got right here. He's saying, now look at here. He's saying, now I'm telling you that it's going to be two men. And they are going to be joined together in covenant doing the work of the Lord. Two of them. 
They're going to join forces. But then the calamity going to hit. That nighttime season, right? Because he said now, it's going to be during a time of adversity. So a hardship is going to hit. And watch what's going to happen. One of your brothers is going to fall off the wagon. While the other one keep going. During that nighttime season, that time of adversity, okay? Now, it's like two women going to be in the field grinding. That means they're going to be out there doing the job, doing the work. They're going to be in covenant. But a hardship going to hit them. Going to hit both of them at the same time. One of them going to forget about God and say this is too hard. And going to get preoccupied by the preferred thing. And one of them going to keep going with God. One going to get taken with God. Amen? Amen. That's what it's saying now. Make sure we're the man or the woman that gets taken with God and not be the one that, okay? Amen. Be careful about that. All right. I hope I'm making sense up here. It's making sense to me. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Ooh, boy, y'all working this old man today. Whew. Now, I'm done. I'm just about done. All right. Last verse. Verse 37. And they answered and said unto him, these them same Pharisees that was demanding when the kingdom of God come. Now God going to cap it up right now. Jesus going to tell them. He going to put a mystery on them right here. He said, I'm going to tell you when the kingdom of God come. He going to say, where, Lord? And he said unto them, wheresoever the body is, that's where the eagles going to be gathered together. Church, I'm going to leave this with you. Wheresoever... We are the body. That's the body. That's where the eagles gonna gather. If you just sit down and listen, I tell you. If you just be patient, Amen. that's my job to explain it to you. Amen. Amen. Patience is the key, y'all. You see, the body is the church, the body of Christ, right? Eagles, first of all, don't fly with buzzards. You ever seen an eagle fly with a buzzard? Have you? They don't eat with them either. And they kill their stuff. He's a, he's a sorry eagle if he don't kill his prey. He, he's sorry. Now, you got some sorry eagles out there, but ain't a whole lot of them. They'll go and get their fresh prey. So that word, where the body is, wherever we join together. When Christ is revealed in us, it says that's where the eagles are going to be gathered together. In other words, that's where the spiritual revelators are going to be. In other words, that's what we talked about this morning, the difference between eating Gerber food and meat. From being in the first grade and being not postgraduate, but all the way in this thing, you see. The eagles represent those who have reached that level in the body. That they've come out of all this other stuff and now they've gathered together to do a certain thing for God that nobody else would be able to do. Wherever the body is, the body of Christ, that's where the eagles going to be gathered. Not just anybody. Not just any kind of bird, because Babylon, the Bible says, is full of all kinds of unclean birds. 
But it says only the eagles are going to be there. The word eagle means those who have the intelligence of God. Remember that river? That flow? The intelligence of God? Those of you that were here Wednesday night, I believe it was. Only those who have the intelligence of God in them, that river flowing, there is a river, Psalms 4610, that makes glad the city of God and the holy place and the holy temple. And the streams thereof, it makes glad that city, that holy temple, which is us. Wherever the body is, trust me, that's where the eagles going to be gathered. That's where those that have the intelligence and the knowledge of God are going to gather together. And they're going to sharpen one another in the word of God. Because, yes, because iron sharpens iron, or men sharpen the countenance of men like iron sharpens iron. But you got to understand something, church, and I'm done. You're going to have to understand this now. The higher we go as an eagle, the more suffering, the more you got to be prepared. You understand what I'm saying? We're on the battlefield, people. We're called to duty. And there's too many who don't want to fight this war. But they want to be a part of the winning battle. Or a winning war. But they don't want to fight the battle. Unless you fight the battle, you can't be a part of the winning war. You'll be defeated. That's just all there's to it. You got to fight the war. Ricky feeling bad this morning. I'm going to use Ricky as as an example. He was tired because he was helping other people. That's a good thing. But Ricky told Brenda this morning, but I got to come to church. I got to come. Because I feel better when I come. That's why the Bible says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together. Like some have an error from the faith. Error from it. Don't went wrong. You know? So with that church, I say this. Remember. Remember Lot's wife. And remember what looking back did. And Lord, help me too. Help me too now. Remember what looking back did to her. It immobilized. Stopped her. Dead in her trap. And it'll do us the same way. And has. Many times in life. God said, no. Don't let it happen no more to us. We better than that. Amen? Amen. Y'all give God some praise for saving you. Give him praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.